Thank you very much for joining us today for the latest installment of the Ropes and Gray Alumni Podcast. I'm Abby Greger, a partner in our Strategic Transactions Group, and I am thrilled to be joined by Bebe's son, uh, a friend and former colleague also in the Strategic Transactions Group. Bebe, thank you very much for agreeing to come in and speak to us about your path post Ropes. Um, I know the firm and me in particular, we're very sorry to see you go but understand that you had an amazing opportunity ready for you at Sanofi. So I was hoping to start our conversation today by talking about your role at Sanofi and also how you came across the opportunity. Thank you for having me today, Abby. Um, it's great to make my way back to the Prudential Center. So uh, the opportunity at Sanofi came to me when I was a fifth-year associate. Um, at that time, I was an associate um, at Robes and Gray Boston office in the life sciences practice group, now part of the uh, strategic transactions group. Um, I was working on transactions like licensing, merger and acquisition, and venture capital, but mainly for life sciences clients. Um, the opportunity at Sanofi came to me through a friend of mine who was part of Sanofi's global transactions team. I was really intrigued after speaking to her by the scope and level of the sophisticated transactional work that Sanofi team was doing in-house. So I decided to uh, apply an interview. And during the interview, I was able to speak to more members of the team and also business stakeholders that I would be interacting and collaborating with. I was really blown away um, because this is the team at Sanofi that support obedient licensing transactions for the specialty care business unit, uh, mm -hmm. which is in comparison to vaccines, general medicines, and consumer products. Um, and that would include very exciting therapeutic areas such as oncology, immunology and inflammation, rare disease, neurology, um, and platform technologies. Basically, this team supports very high-stake licensing transactions, and joining this team would allow me to sit at the spearhead of the innovation that is happening at Sanofi. After getting the offer from Sanofi, the prospect to be able to continue to do cutting-edge uh, licensing work, lead my own transactions at one of the top pharmaceutical companies and also amongst a great group of business and legal professionals, not to also say that uh, also getting <laughs> some more free time for myself and my family. So that prospect was very exciting. That's why I decided to make the jump. And in January of 2021, I joined Sanofi and now I'm part of the global BD and licensing legal team, um, in addition to supporting licensing transactions for specialty care. As I mentioned, I also support uh, venture capital transactions um, by the Sanofi Ventures team. That's amazing. And, and I have to agree with you, having worked with your team a couple of times, um, very interesting space, cutting edge, and you guys are doing the really, you know, in-depth, really complex transactions that I know you really enjoyed when you were at Ropes. So that's, that's fantastic. Um, what was the most challenging part of the transition for you? And, and what do you find the most rewarding about being in-house now? Uh, sure, Abby. So in relation to the challenges, um, uh, first I would say, because I joined January 2021, that's when most of the people were still working remotely. Mm -hmm. um, so m most of my onboarding process was remote, and I actually didn't see my 
team in person until June 2021, five months into the into the job. Um, and I remember uh, on my last day, which was a Friday uh, in that January, I sent back um, my ropes and great computer in the mail. <laughs> and then I logged into my Sanofi computer the following Monday from the same exact home office I was working from. That being said, I think pandemic also make folks really more um, accustomed to video conferencing. Because of that, I was able to meet many uh, colleagues and stakeholders at Sanofi from Paris, from the rest of Europe and other jurisdictions over Zoom. Mm -hmm. It was actually uh, helpful in building up good work relations um, with colleagues in other offices. A real challenge, I would say, is to navigate uh, an organization the size of Sanofi. When I joined Sanofi, it was very hard to not to feel like a drop of water falling into the ocean. I mean, Robes and Gray is a big international firm, but still, when I joined Sanofi, Sanofi had around a hundred thousand employees in over ninety different countries, and its legal department has as many lawyers as a mid-sized law firm. So, the uh, how to really find my place in the organization became a challenge. Um, but I was able to first anchor with my own team because my manager and my manager's manager and the rest of the team, they were incredibly supportive in helping me get settled in and getting the support and guidance I needed to do my transactions, yeah. um, but also lining up internal resources um, that, I, that I would need to, to carry it on. So uh, I was also able to anchor with my uh, deal teams because for every transaction I work on within Sanofi, we would have a team, a big team uh, consisting of team members and stakeholders from different functions. Um, so I was able to really build um, up a good allyship with them. Also yeah, so learning. each deal was kind of iterative with learning the different team members from the various functions. Yes, exactly. Got it. Um, I remember a piece of advice I got um, when I first joined Sanofi from a senior business leader that um, to think globally and work locally, meaning always keep in mind the big picture, Sanofi's mission and its strategic priorities, but at the same time, focusing on doing the best work you can on the concrete projects in your plate. So that was, that was very helpful in getting me started. As to the most rewarding part, uh, there were so many aspects of the job that I found very rewarding, but I think the biggest one is to be able to be part of a team with the same mission and then also being able to see the impact of your work um, going on. So because I think when um, when at Ropes, I would have the chance to work on very exciting transactions, but when the transaction is completed, our client team will move along with the alliance or collaboration that we negotiated. But at Sanofi, now um, I become part of the organization that need to live under the agreement that I negotiate. So um, yeah, you yeah. implement the deal effectively versus just saving it to file site and maybe <laughs> referencing back if it needs an amendment in the future. Yes, exactly. So at, at first, that can be nerve wracking because mm -hmm. the mistakes you make in the contrast can can really come back and haunt you. But um, also at the same time, I think that gives you the chance to actually see the impact of, of, of your work sure. because for each team, for each deal, and and part of the architect team putting up the, the deal structure. And also at the same time, we are trying to bring in the most cutting edge and promising technology or assets from outside so that we can develop those into life-saving uh, or life-changing therapeutics and vaccines. So, so that is uh, really a great feeling. 
it sounds to me like you've definitely hit the ground running. Um, what's a typical day in the life like at Sanofi? And, and what do you enjoy about practicing in the life sciences licensing space? Sure, Abby. So as you know, licensing is really part of my job at Vobes that I, I enjoy doing the most. So it's really great to be able to continue doing that um, at Sanofi. Uh, and my typical day in the life at Sanofi, I would say, is the same of like <laughs> typical day in the life of a deal lawyer. As mentioned, I work on licensing and venture capital transactions. So a lot of my time would be spent on reviewing, drafting, negotiating term sheets and agreements or conducting legal diligence on my transactions. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference is that um, at Ropes, even though we have client calls and meetings, the most of my time was spent with documents. Mm -hmm. But here at Sanofi, now the majority of my time are spent on meeting and collaborating with people, either uh, strategizing internally with my team and getting alignment with stakeholders from different functions, or it can be meeting and negotiating with uh, the counterparties. Every day there can be many, many judgment calls to make. So I feel like I'm constantly in the change of wearing my legal head and wearing my business head. And both roles I enjoy um, a lot. And to borrow the words of my boss, um, we're all business professionals just with a law degree. So um, that aspect of the work I really enjoy. As to the actual um, day-to-day uh, at Sanofi, uh, right now we're in the hybrid working mode. Um, so mm -hmm. two days of the week, I would be at the Cambridge Crossing campus, which you visited. Abby. Yes, very um, impressive building. Um, and then so for those days, I will I will really p try to prioritize in-person meetings. And for other days, I will be working remotely. So um, I will still have meetings, but I will also try to focus on what I call deep work sessions where I can um, be more focused and doing drafting and reviewing so, and do you like that yeah. split? I mean, it, now that you're kind of doing more of the BD side versus drafting, do you enjoy that? Do you miss kind of being more in the weeds on drafts? I know you still are a, a lot of the time, but using outside counsel, I would imagine, kind of lightens the drafting load for you. I actually really enjoy the current balance of my work because I still get a chance to do the drafting and get into all the nuances when mm -hmm. I need. But with the support of outside counsel, I think it's that allow me to have more time to stay at a high level and think more on the strategic perspectives of the transactions and give me more time to be the bridge between business and sanity and then the legal perspective, which our outside counsels are, are helping sure. with. Yeah, and it, it was a lot of learning as well um, to really learn how we do accounting, how we actually calculate <laughs> royalties. And then uh, and we usually have a um, one or more scientists on the deal as well from our external innovation team who who um, are very patient uh, in, in explaining the technologies to me, um, how uh, antibody drug conjugate works. I've been learning tremendously from our IP team as yeah, well. Yeah, so wearing so, a, a lot of different hats. Wearing a lot of different hats. That's yeah. exciting, though. I mean, I can see that being really interesting versus kind of having a, a focused lens when you're at the law firm in terms of most of the legal items. And it seems like, at least from my perspective as outside counsel, we're not necessarily always brought in on the internal scientific discussions and understanding the technology. We kind of have to do that on our own. So being in the mix internally with the actual scientists, I would imagine, is really um, enlightening as you're trying to put those terms into a draft contract. Absolutely, Abby. Um, and when I was at the law firm, I think I didn't appreciate that much um, how much work and thoughts um, are put into structuring the deal. 
before we engage outside counsel, there has been very lengthy discussion going on in relation to evaluating the opportunity and thinking about um, the, the deal structure. And also, we need to be especially mindful of all the pain points and mm-hmm. op- uh, operational perspectives from different function teams. So there is a lot of moving things around and, and strategizing. Um, and during that process, in addition to the learning, I think it's also incredibly rewarding to be able to build up um, a relationship of trust with our business uh, stakeholders and with different function teams. So you are really in this together. Got it. And I mean, switching over to, you know, advice and and what you might be able to provide for young associates coming up, um, given what you've learned after your transition, what do you think you would tell younger associates, um, you know, based on your experience to date and, and hindsight and what they should be focusing on while at a firm? I think maybe I will say three things. So um, first of all, I think it's important to always do good work. I think that's so central to our growth as a lawyer. When I first joined Ropes, I think one great piece of advice I got was the only thing you need to worry about is how to become a better lawyer every day. Mm -hmm. And everything else will just happen organically. Um, So I think that provides really helpful guidance for me because I know what I need to focus on and doing the best work uh, is the way you grow, and also it's the best branding and networking for yourself. Because you're, when you are doing great work, your work speaks. Yeah, for people want to work with you. Yes, exactly. Second point I would say is that never be too busy to learn and reflect, um, because as we all know, the big law job is very demanding. And if you're not mindful of the way you work, it can become all-consuming at some point. So really have a clear roadmap, be strategic with the type of deals you want to do, the type of expertise you want to build up, and proactively seek out those opportunities. And in addition, um, keep up with knowledge management. Mm-hmm. One practice of, of, of mine that I really benefited a lot is ever since I was a first year, um, I've been taking a lot of notes on my transactions, and I review and reflect on my notes um, very regularly. Because I think if you don't do that, it's like, eating without digesting. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I think we spend too much time uh, working and not enough time reflecting on how to work more efficiently um, and effectively. That's great advice. Thank you, Abby. And the the third thing I would say is it's never too early to start building your professional network um, because the best opportunity down the road will come from people who actually know you uh, and know your work. Um, so yep. yeah, so try to work more with the people who you share their values um, and uh, who appreciate your styles. And before you know it, you will have built up a group of professional allies around you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that that's one piece of advice that I, I completely align with you on. I think what you don't appreciate, even as a junior associate, um, your peers are going to be your future clients. I mean, these are people you will come up with. Um, they will go in-house. And by the time you're a mid to senior associate or a partner, those will be the internal stakeholders, the decision makers. Um, people shift into BD roles um, here now. So I feel like it's very important to foster those relationships as early as you can. That's great advice. Um, what about for associates who are considering a move in-house? What advice do you have for them as they um, decide whether to make that career transition? Yes. So um, 
I mean, I myself transitioned in-house relatively recently, and what I have seen is that、um, in-house experience can be vastly different. Based on different industries, different stages of companies, and even different、uh, geographic locations, when you are considering moving in house,、uh, do your due diligence and talk to people who、mm-hmm. know the company and who or who have worked at the company, and to see whether that's the type of substance of work or、uh, work environment that that you would enjoy. Another thing I would say is. Don't move for suboptimal opportunity because you, completely agree. Yeah, because as you continue to stay at ropes and get trained, and continue to serve an outstanding client base, your experience will only become more valuable the longer you stay at ropes. Yeah, and there there are also so many networks here. I think the firm is very supportive when. You know when and if an associate decides that they want to go in house, utilizing those networks and making sure, as you said, that it's the best opportunity it can be. That you're not just you know moving to something without doing your diligence. Totally, Abby. I think that also、uh, reminds me. I think the associate should have open conversations with、mm-hmm. the mentors they trust internally if they feel like they need adjustment to certain aspects of their work. Yeah.、Um, yeah. Because I think it's it's important to make this job also work for you、um, so that you can grow and learn more sustainably here at Ropes. Transitioning to that next point, who are your mentors at at Ropes and You know those in particular who influenced your career to date. I feel very blessed because I really had many wonderful mentors during my time at Ropes,、um, and some of them actually continue to be、uh, my mentors today, including you, Abby.、Uh, Thank you. Because、uh, I mean, we, recently we are on transactions together. I、yes. think it's just so special to be able to working alongside my. Uh, uh, one of my mentors back at the firm, who I already worked with and know so well, I think we collaborate very well during、Absolutely. negotiations because we understand each other instantly. Absolutely, and I, I would say I'm the lucky one. I had really hoped to continue to be able to work with you. You were definitely one of my favorite associates that I enjoyed working with when you were here, and to be able to continue that relationship is really, really special from my perspective. Thank you so much, Abby. If I have to、um, name two mentors, I think two particular mentors that really showed me during my early days at Ropes what kind of lawyers I want to be、um, are、uh, Steve Wilcox and Ed Black.、Uh, Steve is our,、um, I think, the founder of our life sciences yes, practice group. Yes, he was. Yes,、um, and uh, uh, and Steve was assigned actually to be my coordinating partner when I was a sum associate,、um, and Ed. Was the the chair for our IP transactions group? I worked on a number of transactions with both of them when、mm-hmm. when I was a first and second year. I was just blown away by the the breadth of their knowledge and the depths of their experience. And each conference call with them would be a masterclass <laughs> in how、um, how you negotiate and how、uh, how you work as as a lawyer. And also just the level of integrity and professionalism、yep. they practice. I think. Um, that was really something that is core to our our work.、Uh, after that, I continue to learn from many other wonderful partners, both in the life sciences and IP transaction groups and beyond across, like Boston, West Coast, and Shanghai offices、mm-hmm. on both billable and pro bono hours. So I, I think I really benefited from learning from different、uh, styles. But I, I wanted to mention Steve and and Ed because. They were just、uh, the experience working with them were so formative in the lawyer that I I am today. Yeah, I, I don't think you could have asked for better mentors at an early stage in your career. I completely agree, and you know Steve, especially from my perspective, being more on the the life sciences side early on, served in that that same role for me. So 
completely agree. That's great, Abby. And also, I really echo the point you mentioned earlier that um, really value the relationships with、mm-hmm. your peers because I think some of my best mentors back at Ropes are were my peers,、uh, yes. either my classmates or associates from close、uh, class years because we can really have open conversations about. Questions we have either in relation to substance or in relation to how we work, and、uh, as we continue to grow and move on in our career, they really become your very strong allies、um, and can serve as we can serve as such great resources for each other. Completely agree. I mean, the the alumni network, especially on the life sciences side. Is so strong. Having people you can ask for precedent or how did you approach this issue when you encountered it in drafting? It's a, your own little, you know, knowledge base. So I I entirely agree with that. What do you miss most about Ropes and Gray generally? I really miss the friendly faces of our colleagues and missing being able to walk down the hallway and have a casual chat with our wonderful legal executive assistants. I think that that work environment is re- really energizing. Yes,、uh, and they, they all miss you very much as well. Oh, that's 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 so sweet to hear. Thank you, Abby.、Uh, and all the things. This may sounds like a cliche because I I know everyone left ropes really misses our doc processing, our user、mm-hmm. support,、uh, our wonderful paralegals.、Um, sometimes it's easy to take it for granted if you are working with such great、sure. resources every day.、Um, and you're moving so fast. You're moving so fast.、Uh, but when you actually move to Another organization where lawyers or legal is no longer the center of the universe. You, <laughs> you really, you really feel the difference. I also、uh, miss our pro bono program. We have such wonderful pro bono program internally, and not just the、uh, opportunities or matters you can work on, but、mm-hmm. also the great internal resources and expertise you can benefit from as you work on those matters.、Um, but the good thing is, the other day I joined a project citizenship workshop. I was gonna say, I, I thought <laughs> you guys were collaborating with Ropes on that. Yes,、uh, so I, I attended that workshop. I was able to see some colleagues and, and alumni, which was great. And now、um, at Santa Fe, myself and a few other colleagues are、um, working on our own workshop with Project Citizenship, so、mm-hmm. that more colleagues from our legal department and ethics and business integrity department can also participate.、Uh, I think that's for me. That's a great way to stay、uh, within the the ropes c-、uh, community、right. through doing pro bono matters. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the collaborations with clients. I think that's really important. And to your point, I mean, pro bono is is something we should all be doing. It's something we should be committed to. And if we're able to, you know, also work with clients while, you know, serving pro bono needs, I think that's you know the best of all worlds. So, how do you feel like Ropes prepared you for your current position? To begin with. The very fact that I was trained at Ropes actually gave me additional credibility when I started、um, at Santa Fe,、um, because I think Ropes just has this stellar reputation in the life sciences legal space.、Um, but getting to more detail, I think the four and a half years I spent at Ropes was truly formative.、Um, that is truly in relation to legal substance. Because I really learned from the best transactional lawyers in the life sciences market, all the fundamental skills of drafting, negotiating, being a great communicator and critical thinker. I continue to benefit from those fundamental skills I build up at Ropes on on a daily basis. That is also true in relation to way of working,、mm-hmm. because I think a few years at Ropes will be sufficient to train you into a high functioning professional who's able to deliver. 
great quality advice and work product, even during very tight <laughs> timeline and under pressure. Um, I think that level of effectiveness um, is almost a career superpower. Um, yes, absolutely. And you you did it better than most. I I recall quite a few times where you were so eager to work with different partners across different geographies that you would be turning U.S. drafts by day and then working with uh, Shanghai colleagues at <laughs> night. And uh, yes, I, it was incredibly impressive to see how much you were able to fit into your time here. Uh, <laughs> all those fun times. Um, yes. I think it was. Uh, it, it it can be a lot of work when you work with um, different teams across time zones. Uh, but also, I really benefited from learning and the mentorship um, on both sides. Mm-hmm. I think all of that being said. Um, more importantly, how ropes prepare me, um, I think being the place where I started my legal career, ropes defined what type of lawyer and professional I am today. Um, b- because I think as lawyers, our upbringing at ropes is all about dedication to our client and to our team and the level of excellence in your work and in your advice and the respect for even the most difficult uh, counterparty on the other side because we always try to function with the highest level of integrity and professionalism. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think all of that just to become part of you. Um, and, and you embody that. Having now seen you in action on negotiations, I, I am so incredibly impressed. But also, I mean, I, I admire how you keep your cool in tough situations. <laughs> um, I think we'd love to take credit for that, but I think that's just a skill set that you yourself have developed um, and it just aligns with who you are as a person and as a lawyer. So it's been so rewarding for me to be able to see you in that role in-house. I really appreciate that, Abby. So I think we're going to switch to some lightning round questions. What Flick Cafe item do you miss the most? <laughs> um, uh, that's a great question, Abby. So um, I really miss our uh, really great cookies. Um, I think the um, when we were having trainings as associates back at Ropes, we, we always have on the sidebar like very nice cookies and little desserts. Yep. Yeah, they are so still there. They're st- uh, we can go get some after Oh, this. I see. After this. <laughs> Excellent. So now that you can take time off with some predictability, I hope, um, what is your favorite vacation destination? So first, yes, my vacations are now (laughs) having more uh, um, certainty and predictability. Um, And I think, so my husband and I, we really want, have really wanted to make our way back to Hawaii. Uh, We have been to the four, like a bigger islands, and Mm -hmm. we have enjoyed each of them. So really hoping to go back. We also wanted to go back to Paris again because oh, we, wow. yeah, because we really enjoy the, the food, the art, the architecture. It may be because I'm working at a French company say, you're right at now. The right company to make <laughs> yeah. that happen. So. Yes, now just obsessed with everything French. Yes, that makes sense. All right, and lastly, finish this sentence. Ropes and Gray is Ropes and Gray is a super lawyer training camp, <laughs> um, and I think it's really inspiring to see impactful work our alumni has been doing post their time at Ropes. Thank you. Amazing answer. It was amazing having you here today. Always love seeing you in person and working with you and getting to spend time with you. But this has been really special hearing you reflect on your time here. And also very exciting to hear about what you're doing at Sanofi. So thank you very, very much for coming in. Thank you so much, Abby, for having me. Uh, It's my pleasure and it has been fun. For the alumni that are out there, please visit our alumni website, which is alumni.ropesgray.com to stay updated on alumni and to get the latest news about the firm. 
If you're interested in switching jobs, there's a little section on that. If you want to come back to Robes, let us know. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to the next one.